Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Welcome to the Start Me Up Podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with Mother She Wrote Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Today, my returning guest is writer Sarah Wood. We love Sarah. There's so much to talk about. So before we get into it, the Start Me Up Podcast is independent, listener-funded, and woman-run. Visit patreon.com slash startmeup to see the variety of tiers offered, including the option to get two bonus What's Up episodes per week. Kind of like my online journal where I get a little more personal and talk about whatever is on my mind. There's also an ad-free tier with a much shorter intro. Just visit patreon.com slash startmeup. Now, please enjoy my conversation with Sarah Wood. Welcome back to the show, Sarah. Hello, thank you for having me. <laughs> it's been, well, I think the last time you were on the show was August, so it's, it's, it hasn't been that long. But I do know you took a trip and yeah. when we started our conversation off mic today, you told me that you're getting over COVID. So I have lots <laughs> of questions. Now, um, you said you were all the way up to date vaccinated, right? So when's the last time you were vaccinated? Oh, maybe end of September. Okay. So um, we both, I think, I think that's about the time I did it. I don't remember. I did it probably like a week or two after it was available. So, um, and did you get it because you were traveling? I'm gonna guess so. I went to London, yeah. and um, I went with my with my wife, and we were there for several days, and we were like doing all the touristy things. We were on a lot of people, yeah. Plus, being on airplanes, I mean, I could have gotten it from anywhere. So and so, like, okay, uh, when you you got home on what day, and when did you start getting symptoms? I got home on a Friday and started getting symptoms the following Tuesday. Okay, and what were the symptoms? They were just um, like like basic cold stuff, I, but I did get a fever, okay. like 101 fever. Okay. Did you have body aches? I didn't, actually. Hmm. No, it was basically like a cold with a fever. That's basically what I had. And you said the worst of it was three days. And then, um, but you're, and so how long have you been sick? And with the worst of it being three days, what was it like for the, you know, the days following those three days? How has it been? So how long has it been since you got sick? Oh God, um, a couple we a uh, few weeks maybe. Okay. But basically now it's just like I get a little bit winded if I try to do like too much exercise. Gotcha. Like I've tried to play pickleball yesterday and was really winded. <laughs> um, and I'm also out of shape. Um, but <laughs> yeah, and then I just have like a little bit of a cough, like a residual kind of whatever. Right. Did your wife also get COVID? She didn't. I don't wow. know how. Interesting. Um, she's also fully vaxxed. Um, but I, I like put myself in the guest room and like wore a mask. If I left, I Lysoled everything. I mm -hmm. tried my best to like keep her healthy. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, Interesting. That's so. just so fascinating to me that like, because that happened, my mom went to Ohio a couple of years ago because her friend, um, her son, her friend's son was getting married. So 
they were freshly vaxxed. This was, I think this was like the 2022 summer. And so everybody was like freshly vaxxed and everything. And so she stayed with her friends. The wife got her, her girlfriend, the wife got COVID. My mother was staying there. And then the wife was obviously sleeping in the bed with her husband and her husband never got it. And my mother never got it. So it's just odd, it's, you know, how it's like you're around people. It's super people. weird. Yeah, like my, that's the same with my, my in-laws. Like, well, my dad got it, my mom never get it. And then my in-laws, my mother-in-law and her mother, who's over 100, they both got it and oh, they're both wow. fine. And he never got it, The her dad. So it's just wild how yeah. like get some people, but not others. Yeah, it's just, it, so I just wanted to ask, because I mean, obviously I've known a lot of people who have COVID, but you're the first person that I've talked to that after the latest um, vaccine and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and guess that that vaccine probably helped you in that you weren't sick longer and maybe you're 100 yeah yeah so. no I, I I got over it within three days and then I just kept testing positive for like 10 days like even on Halloween oh really I was still testing positive but I felt fine mm-hmm. so I was so what we did was this because Halloween's like my favorite holiday so mm-hmm. I was outside like on the porch and so my wife was handing out candy and I was like all the way over on the other side of the porch, just like dressed <laughs> up, like waving. <laughs> I was like, hi kids. <laughs> oh. Don't come near me. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I'm glad you're on the mend and it sounds like you're, you don't have long COVID even though you're still getting winded. You're just kind of recovering. So, you know. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I'm fine. I feel fine. I just, every once in a while I cough. So I apologize if I cough on this call. (laughs) I'll try to edit out any of the coughs if it's possible. Um, Okay. So let's, let's jump into, first, I'm going to start off with some interesting news because I had Christopher Boozy on here a couple of weeks ago and he wanted to talk about, um, you know, the war in the Middle East. I try to avoid it because it seems like no matter what you say, somebody's going to accuse you of something. And, uh-huh. you know, I mean, I'm always going to take the stance of I'm on the side of the innocent people. And, exactly. And, and on top of everything else, I mean, I think this is a really good point that I'm just going to keep driving home. I stand with Israel, period. I stand with Israel, um, but I do not stand with Net- Netanyahu. So imagine if, like, America was, if Donald Trump were the president and some, some terrorist group, I mean, you could go to 9-11 or some terrorist group attacked us. The handling of that would be different than if Joe Biden handled it or if Hillary Clinton or if Barack Obama. And so if you have a right wing fascist handling a terrorist attack, I don't necessarily, you know, I don't necessarily agree with what Netanyahu is choosing to do, but I still stand with the Israeli people and, you know, Jewish people and I stand with the Palestinian people who are innocent and caught mm-hmm. in this um Oh my God! What's happening over there is there's just a common horrific. enemy. The common enemy is Hamas. Yeah, like that is a, a both Palestine, the Palestinian civilians and yeah. and Israel, and that that's what it comes down to. And like I don't like to dive into it because people will call you all sorts of names from either side. But yeah, I also stand with Israel in there. Yeah, and I mean I think they that's, were and they yeah. were attacked and they like let's return the hostages and right. and all of that. But I'm also at the same time I don't think that all these civilians in Palestine should be get, be getting completely blown away right so yeah i mean it's, it's really it's has incredibly the right complicated to... and nuanced and i think there are it's so much more complicated than you know just i feel like it's in style yeah a little bit in fashion to um stand only with palestine mm-hmm. um 
And yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I, mean, I try you to know, stay away from that conversation. Israel as well. has the right to defend itself. So, um, but again, you know, they've got this fascist right wing. Yeah, and they're an ally too. They're also yes. an, a de- democratic ally in the region that is, yeah, that is necessary for our own national defense. Right, exactly. So I saw Simon Rosenberg posted, uh, it was YouGov poll. Um, so this was interesting. It says the largest poll, 12,000 people were interviewed. And it's on the U.S. attitudes toward Israel-Hamas conflict. The Democrats are over- Democrats overwhelmingly approve of Biden's handling of the conflict. Support for Biden among 18 to 29-year-olds and 45 to 30-year-olds is the highest of any group. So in this poll, there's no evidence of broad backlash. Now, we keep seeing that in the media, and I know Joy Reid is talking about it a lot, and I'm not discounting it because I think, you know, in an election, you don't need to, margins are so thin, so we can't really afford to lose anybody. But that said, it's that's an interesting poll. And I'm just, what I wanted to ask you is, you know, we do keep hearing about certain groups of people choosing not to vote for Biden because of this. And then I think it was somebody on Joy Reid last night who said, unless Biden can, you know, figure out how to get peace in the Middle East, he's going to be pissing somebody off. And this is true. Um, So, but we've got a year to go before the election. And even though nobody can predict what's going to happen with this war, do you have any kind of gut feelings as far as like, because what I'm thinking is maybe... We still have some time on this, and it's just because there are polls taken today and people have, you know, strong feelings about something, we, we're not in 2024 yet. And so I don't, I don't, I'm not, like, ready to just make an assumption, a broad assumption on what's going to happen. So I'm feeling no, okay about yeah. it. I'm like, no, and the American people have goldfish memory anyway. So we're like... <laughs> Yeah, we're a year out. Yeah. I'm not particularly worried, and like right now, if something that if it was like 2024 in October, mm-hmm. like an October surprise type thing, yeah, then I would be right be worried. I'm not worried this far. Obama was behind at this point or whatever mm-hmm. um, in in 2012. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we, and we were need all worried. To just and, throw that in everyone's yeah. face all the time because it's like, yes, this is not the time to be worried about polls, especially when the polls have not been accurate for quite a long time. I, I, the only caveat I'm just going to say is I think in 2016 they were fairly accurate because they did predict a Hillary Clinton win, but what was not factored in was the cyber war- warfare and you know the third-party people. The focus on those three states uh, toward the end for the Electoral College and then those third-party voters, which we're going to talk about third-party in a minute. But um, I think... Okay, so yesterday I had... I had a phone call with a friend of mine who was very upset. She was very worried. Now, she's political, but she's not a a hardcore junkie like we are. And Mm -hmm. um, I'm not saying hardcore junkies are all in alignment, but um, with the optimistic, I like to take the optimistic angle. So she started giving me this list, right? She's like, well, here's why I'm afraid. I'm afraid because the war in the Middle East is happening. People say they're not going to vote for Biden. I'm really scared because we're hearing, um, you know, Donald Trump speaking of Democrats, calling Democrats vermin. Um, I don't know. She listed a couple of other things. So when I talked to her, I said, okay, I don't want to discount any of your fears or concerns because they're all genuine. They're all real. But I said, I think you're taking the fear mongering view of it as opposed to, 
just looking at it for what it is and then adding in the positives. So I started with vermin. Now, I, I don't think that this is a positive in any way. The, the, the only positive, I think, coming out of Donald Trump using that kind of language is finally, finally, we have started to see mainstream publications like the Washington Post, and I believe it was Forbes, saying that, you know, he, he's sounding like Hitler, right? Mm-hmm. That's he important. It, yeah. No, even at, even at that's where we, we tend to never try to compare anyone to Hitler because it <laughs> tends to be just a trope that people just kind of like fall right. into and like, oh, anybody you hate is Hitler. Right. But he's, he's literally using the words that came out of Hitler's mouth. Yes. And so the fact that the news media, and I, I hope this is a trend, um, <clears throat> that, you know, that they're calling it what it is. I think that's a good thing, even though behind it is a very scary, ugly thing. But I think one of the most, and she said something about, you know, he called Democrats vermin. And it's like, well, yes, but it's more pointed than that. It's more than just like I said, because this woman is white. And I said, you know, you're a white Democrat. And it's not that this is, this is I, I said, this is not to make you feel safe or make you feel better, but you're lower on the list of the people he's going to go after. He's going to go after people of color. He's going to go after Jewish people. He's going to go after people who, quote unquote, were mean to him. So I said, you know, if you're basically somebody who's not got a high profile online, you're just a regular Democratic voter, they're not necessarily coming after you. They will, but not in that way. They're not going to deport you. They're not going to arrest you just because you're a Democrat. I said, so you need to understand what the vermin speech is or the vermin language is all about it is about echoing nazi germany basically and so yeah and it's dehumanizing and the republicans have been doing this for a long time now it's it's dehumanizing people making them feel like making their side feel like the other side doesn't matter like they're not even human right that's what it's yeah it's and then you're you're we're starting to see an uptick in the and the communist talk again and honestly i feel like that's a it's a play for the Latino vote because you have people coming from actual communist countries. Yeah. And if you say you want to defeat the communists here in America, right. they, you have a better chance of getting your, their vote, even though they're being lied to. Right. Yeah. And sadly so, people I, don't follow up and figure it out, but um, okay. So then the other thing that I told her, and I really think this is so important. People have to remember this. And, and you know, I, I've seen people online come at me and say, well, I'm not going to get positive. Um, you know, I won't get happy, but I'll, I'll take this one. Okay, if that's where you want to be, that's fine. Don't get happy. Stay, you know, stay um, engaged and do everything that you can possibly do. But you can also consider this. This doesn't mean that we anything is in the bag. But ever since 2017, ever since Donald Trump became president, Every election, all the off elections and everything, have been favoring Democrats to some degree. Sometimes it's like the other day we saw massive victory for Democrats in, you know, Ohio and Kentucky. And we, you know, abortion and pot fucking won the day. So I think (laughs) that that's a very positive sign. And we're seeing young people showing up and we're seeing women showing up. There's some in, there are some numbers about women that are kind of worrying me in a bit. I'll get to those in a minute. Um, but still, I think that the overall trajectory that we have been on has been favorable to Democrats. And, and, and the reason is because the right has not figured out, or at least I should say 
what they think is working for them by being so bold in announcing their fascist extremist, you know, agenda. They, I don't know why they think that's going to work for them, but it's sending more people to register as Democrats and vote for Democrats. And I don't see any sign of them stopping. And the last say, thing I'll say about this, specifically about abortion, is that the the Republicans are in such a difficult position because if they don't straight up say we have to ban it, you know, federally, they could be losing money from the evangelicals that they desperately need because right now Trump is sucking up all that money and paying off his legal bills with it. So <laughs> <True>. <laughs> I think that they are really stuck. But the scary thing is Tom Bonnier, um, who is friends with Simon Rosenberg, and they accurately predicted 2022, said that I believe there was this huge surge in women. I think it was young women specifically, but st women voters in... Oh, God, I think it was Kentucky. Um, so it was right after the Roe decision, and then they got all these surge of Democratic voters, but only 33 of them show, 33% of them showed up. So that's, yep. that's a problem. That's a problem we've got. So we have to figure out how do I, you know, how do we overcome that? And what would you say is the best way to get people engaged and motivated as we head into 24? young people i don't know <laughs> i don't know my fear is that they're gonna like vote like i don't know i just remember back in the day like people voting their conscience right you know like they're like i'm not gonna vote for joe biden because this that and the other and i'm like okay well a vote you don't vote for joe biden you vote for trump that's literally it no matter who you vote for if you're not voting for joe biden you are handing donald trump a vote yes that's what happened 100%. in 2016 so it's I so I I'm a little bit I don't know about the young. We need to like turn out the vote. We mm -hmm. need to um, get voter registration up. Mm -hmm. um, every yeah. every four years it's, it's, it has gone up and up and up, and that's a good trend. Yeah. Um, I don't I do not know what's gonna I am I haven't really thought about what's going to ignite that base just just yet. I I don't understand this whole thing of people like women registering to vote and then not showing up because that's. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. All I do is go back to my 20-something-year-old self and think, well, I knew if I got pregnant, I could have an abortion. And so I just wasn't concerned. But if I was right now in my 20s, I would be so fucking, I'd be living at the polls. You yeah, I agree. Like, no, I totally agree. We need to get people out of their bubbles, people yeah. out of the, their safe spaces of their bubbles and realize that the shit can actually happen to them. Yeah that they that this that when you don't vote it affects you like they people need to understand that because when they don't turn off to vote and say in 2016 when donald trump got three supreme court mm -hmm. justices and roe mm -hmm. was overturned like i hope they they still appreciate their vote of conscience that voted for gary fucking johnson <laughs> or jill stein yeah like, i don't think they're see, like they are just as much to blame as the yes. trump voters honestly i i agree the thing is, is like I was talking to Bob about this on the after party last Friday, and I'm just, I don't know, because I think that there is, I, I know a couple who voted for Jill Stein, and they were Bernie supporters initially, but honestly, I don't think they would have voted for Hillary Clinton. Since Bernie didn't get the nomination in 2016, I think they would have just, you know, if Jill Stein wasn't in the picture, they would have just not voted. And so I wonder how many people are 
really truly would have voted I mean I think there's again with the margins every vote counts and everything but like what I wonder what the percentages of people who voted for Jill Stein um who wouldn't have voted for you know like if 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 Jill Stein weren't the option they just would have stayed home anyway so I, I don't know about that but that leads us to there's now we've got this ridiculous gang of I mean there's Jill Jill Stein who's obviously connected to Putin and she blocked me on Twitter which I guess if she if she ever does become president which will never happen I mean it's like she's running oh, she'll for, never be president of course she wouldn't but of course yeah. she will never be president but I'm just saying like if she were to become president she she'd have to unblock me because you're not allowed to do that but um, if you want to become president, it seems to me like you'd want to convince people to vote for you, not just block them. But whatever. Um, she's connected to Putin. <laughs> Don't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Cornel West, who's being, I think, isn't it Harlan Crow who is funding him? Who's also Harlan Crow is giving money to our Supreme Court justices that are like totally corrupt. And then there's Manchin, who's also getting right wing money. So is oh, and then RFK. Who's also getting okay. right-wing money. <laughs> so yeah. all these people who are running as either progressives or alternatives to Democrats are all being funded by fucking right, right-wing billionaires. And I just feel like, I mean, I think that is our most pressing, like, danger. I genuinely do, because there's a bunch of them now. And if you, I don't know how it will work when it comes to, you know, is Cornesque, if, if they're all going to run third party, like, okay, she'll, Jill Stein will be on the green ticket. And then I don't know, then I guess RFK will just I mean, be they have to get on the ballot in all the states to try to, to be taken seriously. Right. But it still could be enough to fuck things up. Right, exactly. But it's like, if, if that all happens, though, there's going to be a bunch of them. And that's the fear is that a few mm-hmm. vote for Jill, a few vote for Cornell, a few vote for RFK. And some of those votes will be taken away from Trump, too, specifically uh, any kind of mansion or RFK. So um, I don't know. I just I think that that is what we have to look at. And, you know, Joy Reid is talking about that on her show and and she's framing it in that way as if they're spoilers and she's she's not pulling any punches. And I think more I think we need to see that from more news media, but I don't know that we're going to. And that worries me. yeah, well, how Hitler won, like he he lost and then he came back and he ran and he won and he yeah. won with only something like 33% of the vote Yeah, because so many people were in that race and that's how he became chancellor was how he, he became, he, that's how he won was that there were so many people in the race that he got, he got the vote. And so it is, it's a very real possibility that you're wondering how many of these people that are running are planted and like right. they're trying to run the same freaking election strategy that Hitler used. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think they are. I mean, I think the Harlan Crows of this world understand that. And then you have the ego of somebody like RFK or Cornell. And while they may not be rubbing their fingers together going, I'm going to bring Trump back. I think they have delusions of their own grandeur and think that, oh, I'm going to I'm going to be able to, you know, maybe they understand they're not going to be president, but they think they're sending some fucking ma- I don't know what it is they're thinking, but whatever they're thinking, they're taking money from a right wing billionaire, which I know they know that's not the right thing to do, but they're doing it anyway. So fuck them. Um, I don't know. You know, that that's to me, that's the scariest part of what we're facing, because I think if 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 it's just left up to the two parties, I'm not afraid at all as far as Donald Trump is concerned. 
but you know, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's all fucking scary. I fucking hate this. <laughs> so I just try yeah, to. I think it's still so early. It like is. It's, people will drop out. Like, I, I think it's incredibly early. People are, I always say people are running to write books. They're mm-hmm. running to, to get a book deal. Um, we might see some of that and have people drop out. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Which I, I, I still think it's incredibly early. We'll like, we'll know more heading into like next summer. Yeah. Basically. Oh, hey, everybody. This is Kimberly, the host of the podcast you're listening to right now. I'd really appreciate it if you went to patreon.com slash start me up, took a look at the different tiers and supported the show. That's patreon.com slash start me up. Thanks so much. Join me, 48 Hours correspondent Erin Moriarty, on my podcast, My Life of Crime, as I take on true crime investigations like no other. This season, I'm looking into the labyrinth of crime and secrets within families. I'm cutting straight to the evidence and talking to the people directly involved, including investigators and the families of victims. Listen to My Life of Crime with Erin Moriarty wherever you get your podcasts. And now we're going to talk about George Santos. <laughs> so we yeah, just, just got the news today. He's not running again. <laughs> no more running for him. So I'm just going to read a couple of different things. I, I saw a couple of different tweets from various people. So after the 2022 election, $20,000 in George, San- George Santos campaign funds were transferred to the bank account for Santos business and then used $6,000 for Ferragamo. He purchased stuff from Ferragamo stores to pay Santos rent and a cash withdrawal at a casino. There's also, here's David Korn says, the sleeves keeps coming. So House Ethics Committee revealed that $50,000 from donors was solicited for political purposes, but the money was transferred into his personal account and spent on OnlyFans, <laughs> Hermes, <laughs> Hermes and uh, Sephora. <laughs> Sephora! All his lip gloss. So, um, fucking keep up drag appearances. God. Oh yeah. Hold on. Let's see. Personal gain. Yeah. He committed fraud. So, uh, he's in big trouble and it'll be interesting to see what happens because if they were to kick him out, um, they're going to, he'd have to be replaced and the chances of a Democrat winning are high. So I don't know. I guess we're just, they are in that district. They are pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to stay, uh, stay tuned on that one. And then let's see. Here's what um, Mueller, she wrote, says, Ken Buck tells Andrea Mitchell that Santos has now received due process via the House Ethics Committee and should resign if he doesn't by Thanksgiving. Buck says he believes another expulsion resolution will be voted on in the House. (laughs) So it's kind of good. I think that they I think he's going to get expelled. I honestly do. Yeah, I think there's a really good chance of that happening. And again, then he will be replaced. And that what that takes them down. If if a Democrat were to get in. Um, in this interim, I don't know when the election would be or how that would work, but that, you know, at least until 2024, um, the election in 2024, um, th- what would that mean that we were three down in the house? Are we four down now? Is it like, I can't remember what the, the breakdown is of the Republican. Well, I don't majority. think it was five. I thought it was, maybe five. it was five. I, okay. I could be wrong. It's, it's, yeah. four, it's, it's five or four. Close. So yeah, we're, we're getting there, but that's kind of, yeah. that's kind of interesting. And, um, I don't know. I just I, I I can't help but feel like as we watch all this I don't even know what you would call it. I mean there's chaos happening. There's the Rep- <laughs> the Republicans are fighting and 
they're pushing each other and they're calling each other names and they're having, you know, arguments, acting like they're going to go fight on the Senate floor. And oh my God, um, I, I saw mean, that. It's, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. But it's like, I, I can't help but get this feeling that, I mean, I want this to, con- even though it's not good for us, I want this to continue because it seems like the more they act this way, the more chaotic things are. Um, I think the more eyes are opened, you know? Yeah, well, the Democrats are the reasonable party right now. They're just the ones that, you know, they're the adults in the room. And Republicans are, you know, they're just, they're eating their own and Mm -hmm. they're just disgusting. It's disgusting and it's kind of funny. Mm -hmm. And then, you know what, I just, okay, I'm going to be petty, but it's not based on her physical appearance or I'm going to mention her physical appearance, but I'll, I'll just talk about it. So Ivanka looks different, right? Have you seen those pictures of her side by side? I have. I mean, I don't really give a shit what she looks like. I'm more concerned that she's... No, I know. And, but the but thing, yeah, it looks like she had a neck lift. Yeah. It, well, it looks like she had a chin implant. And you oh, know, th- there was the that side... But I think this is funny because, number one, she said that it would be, what was it, undo, undo something to have to go to the trial and testify against her father undo hardship or something like that you know she's got kids in school but yet she has time to get plastic surgery and recover from plastic surgery but the thing is is what I find interesting about this and I'm not bagging on her looks I just think it's I mean regardless of what you think of Ivanka Trump you know she is generally considered a beautiful woman right and yeah, now, uh, yeah, and I, I mean, I've always thought she was beautiful. I don't like her. I think she's horrible, but I think she's beautiful. And I mean, th- this is all just like kind of succession psychology here because it's like now she has gone and changed her face. And I don't, I personally don't think it's flattering on her. And it makes me wonder why, it just makes me wonder, like, She's got to be, obviously, her and her fucking husband got $2 billion from the Saudis. She can do anything she wants. She's pretty much stayed out of the public eye now. And she complains that she doesn't want to testify against her father because of undue hardship, yet she's getting facial reconstruction. And and I just wonder, because like I said, I just recently watched, have you watched Succession? Yeah, I watched all of it. Yeah, yeah. and I fucking love it. But um, but it's like the, the kids, of, of the Roy kids, were all so fucked up and they each individual had their own like how their father fucked them up mother and father fucked them up and so I look at Ivanka I mean we can all see Don Jr. clearly has a drug problem and he's got all kinds of issues and and you know he didn't talk to his father for years and because of what happened with his mother and they all have their own individual problems but I look at her and I find her somewhat fascinating because I know she desperately wants to be taken seriously desperately Mm -hmm. desperately and I think she's I think she's doing this I think she's trying to change her physical appearance I mean she's done it before it's nothing new but still I think she's trying to change her physical appearance because she's fucking miserable I think she's just miserable and we have a tendency to look at people who are wealthy and who have power and think oh they're so happy and they have everything and I, I think that the photographs of her that recently just came out spell to me a story that she's fucking miserable and that's not that I'm not saying that this is great and good news for us but I mean I, I think that it's a toll that's it's it's taking a toll on them as well you know I, I, I they're the the 
sons aren't doing physical things to themselves. I don't know, you know, how they're coping with everything that's going on. But to me, I think we're seeing how Ivanka's coping because it's on her face, you know? It's fascinating. I mean, and then Don Jr. is clearly on drugs, and yes. which is, you know, as, as, as much as we make fun of him, it's also incredibly sad. It is. But, yeah, so um, I look at it, she was like, you think about their lives before their father became president. They yeah. were just off living their own lives, doing right. their own things, doing whatever, and then they got dragged in mm-hmm. to surround their father, and it's, it's fucked them up each in their own ways. And now they're all being really scrutinized for being <laughs> yeah. so associated with their father. And it's just, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, that... it's, 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 I don't feel bad for them. No, I mean, we I all mean. make our choices, but at the same time, I'm like, think about if he never ran right. what these guys, what these people would be doing now, like Ivanka would probably be doing like some sort of fashion thing or right. whatever philanthropic work in New York city or mm-hmm. You know, and the boys would have taken over for the company, and then like mm-hmm. Donald Trump could have just gone and retired to Mar-a-Lago, and just like, but now it's all this shit. Yeah, and... now they're looking at prison time. I mean, I don't know yeah. if the kids are, but for sure, Dad is, and maybe the kids are, and um, I don't know. I just like you know, I have to say, I fucking love Succession. That show, I it, it was so charismatic and so good, it, and I'm I'm just I I for those of you who have not seen it. Will Farrell and Adam McKay, or Farrell, wait, Will Farrell and Adam McKay are the producers. And it was like they took every opportunity to expose these wealthy people, because I don't think all all wealthy people are this way, but it's like these particular kinds of which basically, I think this was an amalgamation of the Trumps and, and the Murdoch family. And really just highlighted the disgustingness of it, but in an entertaining and often funny way. So um, I like to kind of apply it to watching the Trumps because they really, I mean, they're not exactly, the the Roys on the show are not the Trumps, but I do think Kendall is Don Jr. I really do. I think Kendall's a little bit smarter than Don Jr., but he's still Don Jr., and so I don't know. It's like I <laughs> yeah, love to. Just, yep. I try to parallel them and think, you know, because the father Roy was always telling his kids to fuck off, and he was always undermining them and playing them against each other. And you know, Donald Trump does this. And so there is a psychology in the Trump family that is, you know, even though they're gross and all that. I mean, it's just there. And I, I, I was a fucking actor. I'm so interested in human psychology. So. It's not that I'm interested in the Trump family per se, but they're in front of our faces every goddamn day. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I just, I don't know. I'm the kind And of you can also notice the ones like T- Tiffany who just kind of stands back. She's yeah. like, I don't want anything to fucking do with this. Yeah. Like she'll appear when she needs to appear or whatever. But like you see that you've seen Melania just step back a whole bunch. You never see Baron. I think Melania, I think she protects him. Like immensely, it's the only thing I respect yeah. her for is protecting Baron. Right. Um, that and that's it, because she's she's a she's not a good person she's either. A horrible but person. And she then, has keeping Baron out of the public eye. Yes. Uh, the other correlation I'll make is when Shiv in in the in Succession, when I guess Shiv was you know outside walking. I don't remember what it was to maybe a court hearing, whatever. Just like with Ivanka, people were screaming fascist at her, and that was happening to Ivanka. So I just thought that was interesting. Again the parallels of that show and what we're seeing play out right now is just yeah. uh, 
just amazing. And it was funny because Bob didn't want to watch it. He had started watching it. I think it was during the pr- Trump presidency, and he watched the first show, and he thought, I can't do this. I just can't watch it right now. And so I had to go back to it. I, yeah. I didn't watch it right away. I had to go back to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can understand. I mean, I didn't necessarily have a big urge to watch it, but then I kept watching everybody win awards. And then my girlfriend was telling me, she's like, Oh my God, I love, I love succession so much. And thought, so I said, Bob, I'm like, we well, need to at least try it. And he's like, all right. He goes now that Trump isn't president anymore. And then we became addicted to it. it was like oh 100%, my God. No, it was last year i binged it i binged it last year and yeah. then i watched this last season in real time oh okay okay wow yeah. yeah it was really it's really fucking really really good um okay i just want to quickly go over <sighs> i don't know how we can do this quickly but um the 2025 project is really fucking horrifying and there, you know, I mean, I'm going to go back to the people saying they're not going to vote for Biden. I would urge everybody who says they're not. And, and I know that anybody who would be listening to my show who thinks who says they're not going to vote for Biden. I'm sure they're pretty aware of Donald Trump and what he's saying will happen. But I would just say, please go to that. It's Project 2025. Look it up. Look up what they're planning to do. Steve Bannon already told us a bunch, but. I mean, they're going to have detainment camps. They're going to, they're not making a secret of what they're going to do. They're going to go full autocracy, full fascism. They're going to take from the Hitler handbook. And I just posted on Twitter a picture of the three men from Heritage, the three white men from the Heritage Foundation who, you know, are, I guess, the architects of this uh, new website. And it's fucking terrifying. And so I think that that's one thing that we need to do. Influencers need to do. And anybody on, I, I, I'm, I mean, obviously there are people who have more followers than others, but if you have 250 followers, you, you're going to influence some people. So if you're on social media, please, please, please find out about this 20, 2025 uh, project. Talk about it. Let your friends and family know. We need to, we need to make sure everybody knows this. And, and the media needs to be talking about it a lot more. Have you been hearing about it on the media? I haven't. I haven't. What's scary, what's scary to me is like we saw how bad Donald Trump was, you know, when he had to be up for re-election. Mm-hmm. Think about a lame Donald Trump. We're probably, he will probably end up figuring out a way to stay in power mm-hmm. infinitely like Putin. Mm-hmm. That 100%. is what scares me more than anything. It's like you, you're going to have a man who's going to feel like he's untouchable, especially if yeah. nothing happens to him legally. Yeah. Wow, And that is incredibly scary. And you're going to see really fucked up things starting to happen. Like they will happen. People didn't think Roe would get overturned. Mm -hmm. It got overturned. You have to believe when people tell you something might happen, it will happen. Like Mm -hmm. go and listen to old clips of Hillary Clinton who told you exactly what was going to happen. And then it happened. Yeah. And she's always still the smartest person in the room. And I will never forget people for not voting for her. <laughs> yeah. I, I, just, I just won't. But because we could have had, they're like, oh, an extent, it'll be another Obama term. Oh, yeah, because that would have been fucking horrible. I know. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, no. It was time when we got like gay marriage and health care. Oh, God. <laughs> that was so awful. <laughs> that's terrible. All these awful things are happening. Let's go and vote for a guy that's like Hitler. Get a vote for like somebody that's, you know, that we that's our perfect candidate, but it then gives a vote to the guy who's going to give us Hitler. You know, right. it's just like, oh. <laughs> it's just, it's maddening. It's unfucking believable. It's, okay. it's privilege. It's, if it you is. can go to the polls 
and you know your vote could hand an election to somebody that's going to be so awful, but you personally will not be touched, but you're voting your conscience, that is privilege. And you need to look in the mirror and realize who the fuck you are. Totally. And I love it when you get all hardcore like that. But I think um, <laughs> I think that it's privilege. I just I get really angry about it because I could lose my right to be married. Like yes. I could lose like I've already lost my right to an abortion. I could lose my right to be married. Yeah, it's 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 a big deal. Well, and the thing is, is it's it's privilege, but it's also ignorance, because unless you are a wealthy right wing man who's white, you will lose something. And even if you I mean, OK, if you're wealthy, you're pretty much if you're a wealthy right winger white man, you're pretty much going to be OK. After that, there's going to be shit, you know, whether it's yeah. health care, whether it's taking away our Social Security um, there's so and, and the quality of life would just go down anyway for everybody, because as we know, when the middle class was very strong, everybody benefited, benefited from it. So if the, if the economy, it's just like Russia, we would basically have a Russia, a modern day Russia where we have, you know, a certain group that have the money and the rest of the people who don't really have much of anything. And that's so exactly right. And that's, that's exactly this, right. And so, yeah, again, if you're wealthy and you're white, especially if you're a man, yeah, you may not be touched. And I, I will say a heterosexual man um, because the rest of us are going to be fucked. So it's privilege, but it's ignorance and it's selfishness because it's people not understanding um, the consequences of, you know, their actions. And they're I just, very myopic. They see what's in front of their mm -hmm. face and in their own specific bubble. Yeah. And they can't think long term. Right. And I know that like me speaking like this doesn't really reach out to a lot of folks, <laughs> but I'm pissed. And sometimes people need some hard truths. True. And you're right. Okay. So let's just, um, go into a happy mode for just a minute because we're heading, in, <laughs> we're heading into the holiday season. And, you know, I'm just going to say to everybody out there, um, who's still listening and I'll have to talk about this sooner <laughs> on December 7th. People, get, people tune out when I start getting angry. <laughs> no, they don't. It's just that oh, I think after, <laughs> after a period of time, you know, there's that, that rate where people cut out, but okay. So on December 7th, I'm going to have to go stay with my mom for however long because she's having knee replacement surgery. I don't exactly know what's going to happen in the month of December um, with this podcast because I'm going to have to figure out how to do things in advance and I don't know if I'm going to have the time and we'll see what happens. But I'm just letting everyone know right now, December is up in the air for me for the holiday season, but we are getting ready to head into Thanksgiving. So what are your Thanksgiving plans? <laughs> my Thanksgiving plans are my family's, um, my mom and dad are coming oh, from New York. Nice. Yeah. With their new puppy. Oh. So that will be, yeah, I'm excited for that. And then my wife's family's coming over. So we're basically just having our, all our parents. Oh, that's nice. What kind of puppy? Yeah. Yeah. My brother's doing stuff with his wife's family. And then next year we'll probably flip flop it and stuff. What, what kind of puppy do they have? It's a beagle puppy. Aww. It was a rescue from like one of those, like, um, it was like a mill and like those mm. testing places because right. beagles are often, they're the most tested on animals. Yeah. Wow. Because they're That's so docile awesome. and lovely. Yeah. Aww. So she was, um, I actually got it for her. She came to my local um, animal hospital and they put a post on Facebook and I reached out and I was like, okay, I told my mom and I was like, do you want this dog? Because um, it's up for adoption. <laughs> 
And um, she's like, yes. And then oh. I got it. I literally, within 90 minutes, I had the dog in my living room. And then I oh. drove it out to New York for them. That's so sweet. Oh, my God. That, what's the dog's name? Molly. Molly. That's so cute. Well, I just have to tell you really quick. On, um, And I can hear the dogs in the background. Yeah, um, there's somebody doing something. Hi. Like, has the audacity to walk in front of my house. Right. <laughs> Those people um, walking in front of your house. I, um, Those people. <laughs> My dad has a new puppy and his name is Zane and he is a, God, what is he? He's like a lab mix. He was, he was a, a rescue, but um, I'm trying to think, I know he has some boxer in him, but he's fucking hysterical because, and I, I talk about this on my patrons only show. And if you are my patron, um, I do a patrons only show called what's up on Tuesday. Yeah. Every Tuesday. And so I included pictures of Zane and it's so funny because, okay, there's my dad and stepmom, right? My with my stepmom, I mean Zane is a puppy, so she's teaching him. But he he listens to her. He's a very smart dog. He listens to her and he basically minds her. Okay, so then my dad has his his spot on the couch, and Zane is a fucking obsessed with my father. It's so funny. He just won't leave him alone, and you know he does not mind my father. So he totally listens to my stepmother. And he's a good puppy. And I mean, of course, he's a puppy. So he's going to do puppy things. But he's pretty good at listening to her. But then my father, <laughs> I have pictures of it. It's hilarious. It's like while my dad's sitting on the couch, Zane is just on him, like literally on him. And he just won't leave my dad alone. He, he, he wants constant attention. And it's so cute because my dad acts like the poor, like, oh, poor me. But he loves it. He fucking yeah. loves the attention. And I mean, I'm so grateful that he has this dog because my dad is now in his seventies and a lot of his friends of, you know, are MAGA and he sits on that fucking couch all day and watches the news. And so, you know, and he gets upset. He doesn't watch Fox. Thankfully he's a, he's a liberal, but he gets upset. And then, you know, so now Zane comes along. It's just like, every time I call my father, I can hear him going, no, stop, get away. No. <laughs> I was just on the phone with my mom this morning. It was very similar because what Molly will do is she'll jump onto my mom's chair, go up to the top, and then jump across to the countertop. Like she'll like know where the food is. So my mom basically has to like keep everything clear and like is she's just very much a puppy and she's yes. like just. But it's good because you know she's happy and healthy and right. all that. And I and I, and I love it because like my parents are also in their seventies and it keeps them on their toes. It does. It keeps like them they're young. not just like sitting around all day. They're like walking the dog and they're they're doing stuff with the dog and it's keeping them active and their mm -hmm. mind stimulated. And I think it's, I think it's really good. Yeah. I mean, it gives them some, you know, they, they have someone to love that they get unconditional love. And, you know, although freaking Zane ate my, he ate my father's hearing aid and that was really dangerous because he could have died from that. So they had to rush him to the emergency vet and spent, they spent like $500 to get this thing out. I think they had to give him, um, they had, he had to throw up and you know, he, he's just, he's just a puppy though. It's like you said, when they're yeah. a puppy, they've just got boundless energy and they're just, he's the sweetest little dog ever, but he's so funny. Cause the other thing that he does that cracks me up is you throw the ball and he gets it. And then you want to pretend you're going to get the ball from him and he does not want you to get it. And then as soon as you ignore him at like, so my dad will go watch and then he'll throw the ball and then he tries to get the ball and Zane runs away. And then so my dad acts uninterested and then he starts walking away. And then Zane comes up to his ass and starts hitting him in the ass with the ball. <laughs> yep, like... that, sounds, that sounds like that sounds like my dog Cooper. <laughs> Cooper does that. It's so cute. I just love it. So um 
but that sounds good. So you're going to have a good Thanksgiving. And then I, I don't know if I, I probably won't talk to you before the end of the year. So do you have any fun? Do you know what you're going to do for Christmas? I don't know what I'm going to do for Christmas. <laughs> I haven't thought that far ahead. I didn't know what I was going to do for Thanksgiving until last week. So I have no idea. Yeah, I think um, for for Bob and me, it's just our normal, you know, making the rounds as much as we can. So um, and then having as much time off to ourselves as we can get. I think that's the goal. So um, but, you know, hey, I think it's a good reminder to everybody that, yeah, we have a lot right now on our plates. And there's a lot to be concerned about and worried about, but we are heading into the holiday season. And right now we just came off of a great election for Democrats and we don't have an election that worries us (laughs) until next year. So I'm going to say, let's all just enjoy this holiday and, you know, do, do what we can. I'd say to spread the love, spread the love as best you can, because we, we need some love right now in the world. There's lots of other things going on. So we need to counter it with love. So that's my advice to everybody, which um, this brings us to the end of the show. And I'm just going to give you a big virtual loving hug, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Very much likewise. Aww. I have to give a shout out to Skyly Heinen, who is yes. now, I don't know what her married name is, but I told her I'd give her a shout out. <laughs> oh, Skyly. Yes, Skyly recently got married. And then she also put on Twitter that she got, and I want to ask you this, that there was something from Biden congratulating her on her wedding. Is that because she is a vet? I don't know. I know that you can, I, I, there's, I've seen other people get the letters from the president. Like one of my other friends has one from Obama and they're not veterans. So I'm not sure what that, but that's still really neat. That's like something super special. I was like, you better be framing that. No kidding. (laughs) I know I would, I would be framing that all over the place. All right. So, um, tell everybody where to find you. You can find me on almost all social media at Sarah Woodwriter, S-A-R-A-H-W-O-O-D writer. Um, like writing things down. And then I'm also the social media director over at um, Vote Vets, which is the largest progressive veterans organization in the country. And we do great things getting veterans elected, national security officials elected, and pushing um, pushing out legis- pushing for legislation that will help all, all of our veterans. Very cool. Follow both Sarah <laughs> and Vote Vets. And of course, I am author Kimberly on X, but then go to my pin tweet and you'll find everything else but you know i'm everywhere because i have to be because i'm also social media director for muller she wrote for msw media so um we're both social media directors and uh you gotta follow and she's us. a great veteran herself she is a great veteran so awesome all right well sarah it's always lovely talking to you have a wonderful wonderful holiday you as well